0: The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubell.
1: BYU the other evening handed Pacific a 10th straight loss, and St. Mary's comes into today's match on a four-game skid. The Gales are 1-4-1 in league, but the one win came at the expense of Pepperdine, which has gone on to beat both BYU and Santa Clara. So go figure, and St. Mary's has proven capable. The Cougars must be wary and ready to go from the get-go. Coming up next, my pre-match conversation with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues from Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome back inside St. Mary's Stadium in Moraga, California. Spectacular, sunny Saturday here. Today the BYU Cougars 9-4-1 on the season and 4-1 in the West Coast Conference visiting the St. Mary's Gales 6-8-2. Overall 1-4-1 in league in this Saturday matinee. Second game of a two-game weekend road swing for BYU and final game of a four-match away run after today. The Cougars will be home to San Francisco and Santa Clara, then finish the season at LMU. Four games to play in BYU's top of the table in the WCC Four. More wins away from a conference crown, and in our pre-match coaches interview, brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. BYU head coach Jen Rockwood talks about uh, keeping eyes on the prize as the Cougars head down the home stretch.
2: It's always exciting, and, and you, you want to stay in control. And we were able to put ourselves in that situation for another game, and you know, got to got to play to win every time.
1: Does it feel like this season has skipped right on by? You find yourself in the stretch run already?
2: Yeah, I've, I feel like the season has gone faster than anyone I can remember. It's just flown by. This is a really fun uh, group to be around, and, and things have been going really well for us, and it's just been an enjoyable season so far. It's, just, it's gone really fast, and hopefully we can extend it as long as possible.
1: As well as you're playing right now, you've won 8 of 10. You are top of the table. Uh, are there still things you're trying to uh, lock down a bit here down the stretch?
2: Yeah, for sure. There's lots of things we can clean up. We've spent um, a good amount of time on set-piece work the um, last two weeks trying to add some new things to it and just sharpen it up and make sure that as uh, you know subs go in that they're aware of what their responsibilities are. I, I think uh, we're still looking for those early goals that uh, we got uh, back in the – You know, we've had a few games where we've been able to score early, but uh, we've struggled to score in the first half. And so we need to try and get off to a better start, a cleaner start, more of an attacking start like we did in the second half uh, last night. And uh, so, yeah, there's lots of things we can still improve on, but really pleased with uh, a lot of our play.
1: Your team is your team, and it's clearly a very productive team. And it's more is as important how you finish as it is how you start. What are some things that the team could be doing differently to get more out of the first half?
2: You know, I think we've created some really good shots and and so much of soccer is just finishing those opportunities. And, um, you know, we we had a lot, you know, we should have been able to put a few in and and we spent some more time in front of the goal today. And and that's all you can do is just try and get players more comfortable in front of the goal so that they don't panic and they they feel confident uh, in front of the goal. And we've got a few girls that I I feel like are pretty confident in their opportunities uh, when they have them.
1: But ultimately, by the end of the night, you're going to have more shots. You're going to have more shots on goal. You're going to have more corners. This is what your team is, and the results have shown that. You're scoring a bunch of goals, averaging almost three a game. Regardless of when they come, they're coming.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what's most important for sure. But like I said, we want to we want to do that a little bit more at the beginning of the game, at least for me, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not stressing out. So our coaches aren't stressing out so much like we did last night in that first half. But um, I think things are going uh, really well right now. The girls have good energy. Uh, they enjoy being around each other. They're a lot of fun to, to just hang out with. uh, both on the field and off the field, and uh, yeah, things are flying by, and hopefully we can make the most of our opportunities here at this next couple weeks.
1: And the beauty of your team was when uh, things got turned on against Pacific, you could just see the team getting worn down, your energy increased, and all of a sudden it was like floodgates opening.
2: Yeah, you know, so important to get that first goal, and and we've got a a lot of girls that got some good minutes, and you could see uh, the team's excitement for some of those girls who scored. I mean, obviously, Kaylee uh, getting that first goal that kind of did open things up, and Ashton getting a goal uh, Uh, you know Kayla's worked so hard and and it just hasn't fallen for her this year and finally her getting one Um, but yeah I think everybody's excited for uh, each other's success and and that's a a big battle every year that you have a team and team chemistry.
1: Elise's next goal will be her 10th and so she's been kind of a go-to but bottom line is a Pacific five different players scored your five goals and it's not just coming from one source you're getting it from a lot of different people.
2: Yeah and and that's something we've kind of known all along and and to get them actually doing it um, on the game field as opposed to just practice I think that brings some good confidence Uh, but i do think elise is continuing to build with each game and you can see her confidence rising and you can tell um, the team has a lot of confidence when she's on the field and a lot of times you just need that through the ups and downs of the 90 minutes you your team has to have faith that someone out there is dangerous enough to to make something special happen and elise has certainly proven to do that
1: Okay there's a large game looming in a week against Santa Clara but you can't look past either of the next two opponents you have between now and then.
2: Oh yeah for sure I mean we last last night we said you know we had five games left and uh, now we've got four left and you know the, the, the matchup against Santa Clara doesn't mean anything unless we make sure that we take care of business tomorrow so there's no looking past anything right now and St. Mary's did beat Pepperdine so um, you know anything can happen and, and they've been able to that's one of their biggest wins of the season and so they're capable of beating anybody especially on their home field so we got to be ready to go and And uh, you know our our starters didn't have to play a full ninety, and I Mm -hmm. think that should benefit us as well going into tomorrow's game.
1: It leads to my final question: How's your team health right now as you head down the uh, the stretch run? Yeah,
2: we're really healthy. Um, You know, you know, sometimes you get in this uh, this time and the body's kind of beat up a little bit and worn, but you know we've got some good minutes uh, off the bench. Um, We were able to get some you know players some off time last night and, and some good minutes off the bench again and. Um, but everybody seems fresh. They have plenty of energy dancing uh, in the bus after the game, so I, I think they're good to go.
1: All right, hopefully, more dancing after the uh, St. Mary's game. Good luck against the Gales. We'll talk to you post match.
2: All right, thanks a lot.
1: That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and our look ahead, to BYU and St. Mary's, continues after this, live from Moraga on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good afternoon once again from St. Mary's Stadium in Moraga, California. As today, the BYU Cougars play another must-win match in their pursuit of a West Coast Conference title and NCAA tournament bid. Four games left in the regular season and four wins will give BYU a league title, an outright league title, and a spot in the field of 64. Greg Rubel and former Cougar midfielder Elena Medeiros with today's call. Great to have you with us on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 on satellite. We're also heard on 107.9 FM and 89.1 FM HD2, as well as ESPN 960, all in northern Utah. You can stream us on BYUradio.org and BYUcougars.com, as well as the BYU Radio and BYU Cougars apps. The audio archives of today's match and all matches, along with highlights, can be heard at BYUradio.org and via the app and podcast. Well, BYU comes into today, having won four of five in league eight of their last ten overall and BYU's only two losses in their last ten games are the only two games in which BYU did not score at least two goals. In eight wins, in those eight wins of ten, it's an average of almost four goals per game. And in the two losses, just one goal in each contest. Goes without saying, Len, that uh, goals win you games. But it's clear that this BYU team's identity is founded on the ability to put and keep the heat on opponents. The Cougars are tough to keep down. And as we saw the other night in Stockton, even if you shut out BYU for a half, the Cougs will still wear you down.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I know Jen, even when I was playing, she'd always mention you got to score at least two goals to give yourself a chance to win. And so that's been pretty evident this season as the Cougs have been scoring goals. I mean, if we look at it, 28 of their 37 goals have come after halftime. And so this that's a crazy been, number, by Yeah, the way. absolutely. 75, 76% of their goals are coming after the 45-minute mark. So I think one thing that's been crucial in that is the bench. They're producing and they're helping the Cougars' offense. Even last game, McKaylee Moore comes in off the bench, gives the Cougars a spark. Tucker comes in, makes two assists. Brockbank with their first goal. Even Ella Balsta has been very dangerous. So I think collectively as a whole, the Cougars are producing offensively and defensively as, uh, as well. But I know Jen's mentioned it that, coming out with a strong start is something that the Cougars need to work on and I completely agree when they start getting these tougher opponents it's going to become even more crucial that they get that strong start and get those early goals so anticipating we'll see some of that today
1: Alright two days ago at Pacific BYU was indeed in a scoreless deadlock at halftime against the slumping Tigers but head coach Jen Rockwood uh, made a good substitution at halftime bringing into the game reserve forward McKaylee Moore who you just mentioned the Auburn Washington native scored the Cougars first goal and four more would follow as the Cougs cruise to a 5-1 win. I talked to Michele here in Moraga about what uh, turned things around the other night in Stockton.
4: I think we were just focusing on keeping the ball, playing simple, getting the ball in the box and so when I came in I just tried to play simple, get in the box, make all the runs on all the crosses and just try to get a goal for the team.
1: What wasn't happening in the first half that you feel that you guys really fixed and made work well in half two?
4: I think the final pass we were keeping possession well but it was just that final pass in the attacking third that was just maybe a little off. And so in the second half, we definitely settled down and got a lot more opportunities.
1: How important do you feel it is to stay ready, even if you don't say, for example, play in the first half, she calls your number, you're ready to go in the second 45?
4: I think it's always just good to be ready mentally, just prepare, and then when she calls my name, just be ready to try my best for the team to make a difference.
1: And you made a difference. Big goal uh, to get you guys going. You hadn't scored in the entire first half, and then you scored the first goal early in half number two. This team has been kind of like that, though, where the first halves have been slower starting a little bit. Great second-half team, though.
4: Yeah, I think that really just shows what type of team we are. We're able to stay mentally strong and just... Build on the first half, kind of flush it if it's not very good, and come out super hard in the second half to win the game.
1: You guys have passed the halfway point of the conference campaign. You're five games into nine. You pretty much know right now that if you win out, you'll be conference champs. It's kind of nice to have that in sight, knowing that every game's kind of a must-win, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it's super nice to like be in control of our own destiny. We can we play every game like it's a conference championship because every game, the conference championship's on the line. So super nice, and we just take it one game at a
1: time. What makes this team a fun team to play on?
4: It's just so competitive, and we're able to like work really hard on the field, but we're just all best friends off the field. The road trips are so fun. You can room with anyone and just be best friends after.
1: How would you describe where you've played on the field since you've been to BYU? You're playing a much more forward role now. How does that compare to where you played historically?
4: So When I came to BYU, I played midfield, but then at the beginning of this season, I kind of played withdrawn forward, and then I also play holding mid, and now forward. But in <laughs> club, I played forward and attacking mid, and so I'm like used to playing forward. But it was just different playing it in college, but I love it so
1: Is there one position that suits your mentality more than others? Or are you where you want to be and need to be?
4: I think so. I like playing forward but and I also get time at holding mid. They're just super different, but I like different aspects like forward, scoring goals, getting assists, playing that way, but then holding mid, winning balls in the air, connecting. So I both I like certain aspects of both but I mean, it's obviously a little more fun to score goals. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, holding it doesn't <laughs> have, does have the same visible rewards that, that a forward does, and nothing beats scoring goals, right?
4: Yeah, scoring goals is the best, but I'll play wherever the team needs me, so.
1: Describe the goal you scored against Pacific on Thursday night.
4: Um, I We did a quick throw, being in really quick to Elise, and Elise took the girl 1v1, and she's going to beat her every time, and then she played a ball in, and then I'm not really sure. I knew I had a defender on me, and I kind of, like, slid. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I actually kicked it while I was sliding or somehow, but I kicked it while I was sliding, I guess, and it went in.
1: One of the things that I like about your game is how aggressive you are, how hard you go to the ball. Does a switch turn on when you hit the pitch? How would you say that that kind of relates to your normal personality, let's say?
4: I feel like I'm pretty nice and not as aggressive off the field, but then on the field it's just like, I don't know, something different happens. And if there's a 50-50 ball, I'm going to go in for it. Even if it's like a 40-60 ball, I'm still going to go in as Uh hard as I can and try to make a difference.
1: So here we go. Uh, St. Mary's on Saturday, then home for a couple before you finish out on the road in LA. Only four matches left in this conference season. Can you believe it's gone by this quickly?
4: No, it's gone by super quick. I feel like we were just in preseason not that long ago, but I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes.
1: And lastly, to be top of the table and in the thick of a conference chase, how invigorating is that game to game?
4: Oh, it's awesome game to game because we know as long as we do our job and win, we'll be conference champions. So it gives us a big drive every game to come out at our best and beat our opponents. Right,
1: McKaylee, good chatting with you. Good luck against the Gales. Thank you. That is BYU sophomore midfielder McKaylee Moore. Cougar Pre-Match Live continues after this from St. Mary's Stadium in Moraga, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome back inside St. Mary's Stadium in Moraga, California on a warm, sunny Saturday. It's BYU and St. Mary's in this Saturday afternoon affair. It's a beautiful day in the East Bay, certainly, and all the games here are daytime events at St. Mary's. This venue is not equipped with lights, so BYU went from night game Thursday to day game today. Quick turnaround with a bus ride from Stockton to Walnut Creek, where the team is headquartering in between. Of course, this game being played here in Moraga on the St. Mary's campus. The head coach of the Gales is Travis Clark. And I spoke with him here in our broadcast booth a short time ago here at St. Mary's Stadium about his team's current run of form, four consecutive losses, and what it will take to end the Gales a four-game skid.
5: Yeah, I think we're playing a lot better than our results. The thing that's getting us is we have a we have a really young team, and we really struggle in you know in the big five moments. So like the first five minutes of the game, and then the la- uh, first five minutes, the last five minutes, and then the the last five minutes of halftime, right before halftime, like that's when we're usually giving up goals. So. The first couple of games in league, you guys start with a a draw and then a big win over Pepperdine.
1: Um, Does that show the true potential of this team?
5: Yeah, I think we we have the capability to beat anyone in our conference. We also, you know, can lose to anyone in our conference. And that's kind of, I think, what comes with a young team right now. And the trick for us today is going to be, you know, how far into the first half can we get, you know, while making it competitive because I think every every minute that goes by that our team's in the game, they get more confident. I mean, that's kind of like what happened against Pepperdine is we dodged a couple bullets early, and then we scored. And we're really hard to score when we have a lead, right, because our team starts to care a little bit more as the game goes on, and and that really helps us. Based on what happened against Pep to what Pep's done since, did you see that kind of team when you played them? Were they that dangerous? Yeah, I thought Pepperdine was really good. You know, I think a lot of the the WCC deals with matchups, like how we match up against certain personnel and certain systems and you know we tied Pepperdine last year I mean I have a pretty good record I'm 2-1-1 against Pepperdine since I've been here and I think it's a stylistic matchup that's pretty good for us whereas like the matchup against Santa Clara just is not good for us just the way they play and their athletes that they have up front so I think yeah I think part of it has to do with with you know us on that day but then also just the the, the matchup personnel and system
1: okay. so where does BYU then fit when it comes to stylistics or matchup today
5: uh, it's a this is one of going to be one of those more tough ones for us right They're they're a little bit more athletic they they tend to go really direct and so like with Pepperdine when you lose the ball against Pepperdine they connect like eight or nine passes mm-hmm. before they go forward so it allows us time to get back BYU what we found in the last couple of years is like, you know, we, we we did pretty well at times last year. And you know, if we if we get the ball and we build, we get a couple people forward, but when we lose the ball, you know, they punish us, right? Their counterattacks are really good. Like they're able to, you know, play up back through or up back wide and just get into dangerous spaces really quick and that's the thing that we struggle with. I think Santa Clara was doing that. I thought Portland was pretty good at doing that. Gonzaga is really good at doing that. You know, so the teams that are, like, slower in their build, we tend to do better against.
1: Okay. Uh, what did you get out of the Thursday's match against, uh, against San Diego?
5: Um, I mean, I thought we were better than San Diego on the day. Uh, I thought we, you know, we had a rough first half, and we gave up a pretty soft goal on a corner kick, and we missed a couple chances. But to be honest, that's what I told my team after the game, it was the best final 45 like the final 45 minutes the second half was the best we'd played all year even in any win mm. you know so we always have to just look at positives we had 12 freshmen and sophomores on the field at any wow. time during the second half of that game and the fact that they were you know we were leaning forward on san diego a lot in that game was a positive for us but i mean i thought that was a game that we were pretty disappointed that we didn't get a result out of at least a tie and then you piggyback with the fact that you'll play only one senior
1: today uh the future looks bright for you guys
5: yeah and the you know the 2019 recruiting class that's the class where we have five or six players that we think can start right away we've been really working on that class a lot and it it's tough i didn't realize it would be this tough to you know to get results with only one or two seniors on the field it's hard you know and you know you play a lot of teams that have a lot of seniors or even sophomores and juniors i mean there's a big difference um and so for us this year, we you know we graduated Hannah, and we have a player coming in next year. So we knew this was going to be a gap year in regard to scoring for us. We don't really have a bona fide goal scorer, um, and so we're having to generate goals in certain ways. And for us, it's just we just got to stay in the game a little bit longer. I think BYU is also playing
1: just the one senior right now. And you speak of second forty-fives or final forty-fives. There was BYU in Pacific, scoreless at halftime, and the game ends up five-one.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Pacific has kind of done that a lot this year, right, where they tend to do really well, and then once they give up one, they, they kind of stop, you know, st- it tends to go south on them pretty quick. But, I mean, we watched that game a couple times last night, and, you know, there's some things we can take away from that. I mean, the trick is, too, for us, like we're, we're well aware that, you know, this game, you know, This game means a lot to BYU in regard to trying to win the conference championship. And yeah, Yeah. yeah, so we know exactly what kind of energy that they're gonna bring. It was the same kinda last year. We knew that their backs were against a wall and they were gonna come out and we just you know, like last year, we we hit the post early on, and we had a chance, and you know, and then we gave up a goal, and then it just kind of ballooned after that. I mean, that's the thing with BYU that I've noticed the last couple of years is once they get that one goal, it's like you could be down three nothing in two minutes.
1: It turns them on a bit.
5: Yeah, it does. And so for us, we just we just got to get through the first fifteen or twenty minutes right now, and make it a game. If I think the longer this game goes, and if we're in it, our players, especially the young ones, will feel like they have a chance. The positive thing for me is I have. You know, we have 19 freshmen and sophomores, and there'll be a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the field, and most of them don't know either way about BYU. They're not scared of them. They're, it's not, they're not intimidated. They're not nervous. Yeah, and, and that'll be an interesting feeling for today, and I just, we just don't know how that'll go right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a spectacular Saturday
1: uh, here in St. Mary's. Thanks for the time for the pregame preview, and we'll see you next year in Provo.
5: Yep, thank you. Looking forward to it.
1: All right, that is St. Mary's head coach. Travis Clark, and time now for today's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And here's today's rules question. A player clearly is in an offside position when a ball is kicked to him or her from a goal kick, and the player who receives the ball then scores a goal. Is this ruled a good goal? The answer is coming up next, as well as today's keys to the game, brought to you by SagiCore. We'll also have starting lineups and the opening kick. Cougar Pre-Match Live continues right after this, live from Moraga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: You're back at St. Mary's Stadium in Moraga, California, BYU and St. Mary's. Coming up, first up, the answer in today's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question, this afternoon's rules question. A player clearly is in an offside position when a ball is kicked to him or her from a goal kick, and the player receives the ball and then scores a goal. Is this ruled a good goal? And the ruling is yes, goal, because a player cannot be offside directly from a goal kick. Rule 11.3.2 states a player shall not be declared offside by the referee if the player receives the ball directly from a goal kick, a corner kick, or a throw-in. And that's Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Radio on 107.9 FM, KUMT Randolph, KBYU FM, HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Radio.
1: It is a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Moraga, California. St. Mary's Stadium. Greg Rubel and Elena Medeiros on hand for the Cougars and the Gales. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the NewSkin BYU Sports Network.